Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. How are you? Oh, I'm so sleepy. Sleepy. So sleepy. Is that because, because of Game of Thrones night? I watched the Game of Thrones episode before we record this podcast. <laughs> I knew it. Because <laughs> we're recording this on a Monday. So yes. because you have a work conference this week. And yes. so like literally I came home from work. I watched the Game of Thrones episode that everyone's been talking about just so I wouldn't get spoiled by going online and like accidentally reading something and then recording this podcast. So my evening has been very full and so, so I'm very sleepy. Two things to know about me. I've never, ever seen Game of Thrones ever. Not even one single episode. And two, I really love spoilers. So I do not understand <laughs> trying to avoid them. And actually, I think that my strategy is going to be to read the Wikipedia page for Game of Thrones just so that I can watch the last three episodes because I feel so left out of the zeitgeist. <laughs> you have missed the bandwagon completely. It's almost left the station. Like, like we have like two cabooses that are like leaving the train station. Yeah. Those are I'm what like you're an old timey man in a suit and a hat wearing cold, like carrying two suitcases being like, wait for me. What? The bandwagon's leaving. I gotta jump on it because I want to know what's going on, guys. I just don't like to be left out. I have to know what everyone's talking about because then people say names and I'm like, I don't know. Didn't even know that that was a person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I, like, you know, me with names. I never remember anyone's name. So I accidentally like saw a couple of names before watching the episode and i was like oh my gosh i have no idea who this person is but they died okay <laughs> so because i just see their so face like i have like can't this... spoil people it's no impossible like, for it's you impossible to spoil, for me to spoil people exactly <laughs> so but it, was, but it was like it was worse online than it was with the avengers endgame movie and i was like what's up with you people you know, this is like the most intense episode of the whole season, and yet this we get more respect for the Avengers. Weekend to be on the internet. Oh, I know. That's this. That's why I had to watch the Avengers like first night because kids in my classrooms are telling me who's like what's going on in the Avengers movies, like yelling it out because they're jerks. Yeah. So I have to like watch everything like immediately. Otherwise, I'm just screwed. So. Well, what bandwagon should I jump on? Do you think that I should jump on reading all the Game of Thrones Wikipedia pages? Or should I jump on reading all the Avengers Wikipedia pages? <laughs> I think I've the Avengers neither. would be easier to consume because J-R-R-M, uh, George R.R. R. Martin. That's what his name. I was almost like J.R.R. Tolkien. Wrong one. Wrong series. So George R.R. R. Martin has a fuck ton of characters and you're not going to yeah. be able to keep anybody straight. So I think the Avengers would be a more like easier goal to attain for uh, my, Yesterday, my mom was like trying to talk to me about like how it makes any sense that Spider-Man is in the same universe. And I was like, mom, I literally do not know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> like, I just can't help you at all. Mom, it, it's timey-wimey stuff. I don't know. Time <laughs> That's all I know. So, okay. I'm hopping on that bandwagon, that band yeah, hop, trolley two, pulling away from the station. There's two bandwagons that are not too, quite too late. You're almost like at the last one. You just got to pick your train to get on. <laughs> Oh, oh God. I think that I'll be more upset if I miss Game of Thrones completely just because, like, you know, prestige television is sort of something prestige that I love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lofty am I. I have read all the Wikipedia pages of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was totally part of this zeitgeist. I read the entire Wikipedia. I read all of the Over one afternoon. <laughs> I am such a great consumer, <laughs> you know, but at least you're in the culture and you know what's going on. You can like talk with people about it. So 
That's my sure. whole goal is just that I don't like look like a big giant thumb when people are like, oh my God, Game of Thrones. And my face just goes like, huh? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you're, if you're going to get in on the zeitgeist this late in the game, definitely go for Wikipedia. But then I won't tell anyone because then it'll be like, oh, well, if you haven't read it in the original Russian, then it doesn't count. Like that sort of gatekeeping. <laughs> Uh, he, he has so many characters. It's not like I, it's not even funny. I try, I attempted at reading it and it's, and it's so much worse than Jane Austen. Like with side characters, I'm just like, no, they, they're just dis- disposable. People. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good to know. If you don't have a okay, face, cool. then you're, you know, gone. So, <laughs> and yes, I know that it is not originally written in Russian. That was more of a reference to like, I took a Russian literature class in college and they, the teacher was always like, so this is in English, but you really would get more from it if you were reading it in the original. Russian and it oh just always gosh. felt like the most ridiculous thing like why <laughs> offer this literature class if it isn't as meaningful to any of us because we're reading it in English <laughs> yeah yeah thank you any book text I read the bible is more meaningful in the original Greek suck yeah. it you know yeah exactly <laughs> Do you want to have a card of the day? Yes, because you're picking it. So. Yeah, <laughs> and I got the star. Oh, the star. Oh, which is nice after the tower we... last week. We need the star <laughs> yeah, this week. Exactly. <laughs> like it's really reassuring to be like, okay, we have hope. Yeah. This will be okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> and what deck are you using this week? I am using Ethereal Visions because Ooh. it's a good deck that I like to bring with me on trips. Oh. Because I, you know, if it gets damaged or whatever, it's mass market, so it's easy to replace. And then also, I really like reading for other people with it. So I, because we did a big reading with my sister, which we recorded for a Patreon episode, um, we, uh, I wanted to use this deck with her because I think that it's a good, like, reading for other people kind Mm -hmm. of soft approach deck. Yeah, that's the one I started out using when I started doing spirit guide stuff, and it was really meaningful and I like the connection that I had with it. Yeah. What deck are you using today? I am using Mermaid Tarot because I felt like using it because I feel like it's like our deck of the podcast podcast, almost. Yeah, it kind of is. It's pretty much. Like, (laughs) like, because Everyday Witch is so meaningful, but Mermaid Tarot has like elevated things. I feel like it's like a new game changer. So, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) I'm excited. So, are you ready to get into our first question of the episode? Let's do it. This is from our friend, Mrs. Morgan FNF. FNF? FNF. FNF. Okay. <laughs> so, a quick backstory. My husband and I had our first daughter in December this past year. Took us about eight to nine months to get pregnant. I didn't have the best pregnancy and was throwing up seven out of nine months. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I decided I didn't want another kid. Flash forward, my daughter will be four months old on the 18th. I'm mom- loving mom life. This is what I'm supposed to do. 
Now I want a second kid, but I'm stuck. I hated my pregnancy, but I am enjoying the shit out of my little one and want more. <laughs> I'm just wanting guidance on when I should start focusing on trying to have another one and if my second pregnancy will be better than my first one. Thanks, guys. Love you. So it sounds like she's already going to have a baby. Like she wants <laughs> Yeah, a baby. exactly. It's more of just fear of what's going to happen. <laughs> what's going to happen in timing, it sounds like. When I should start focusing and what her second pregnancy about be about. So this yeah. is kind of like a timing... And yeah. yeah, you're kind of my timing girl. Yeah, but timing freaks me the fuck out. So, <laughs> but that's just because it's like it's time is so specific. Well, yeah, it's and dumb. also like we have talked about before, there everything can change. Like, there's not exactly based on decisions that you're making. There's like not necessarily a 100 percent accurate. Like this is what the time frame. Right, is like, right. Yeah, the, it's more of like ideally, this is the type of. This is the timing of when. So, does that mean you want me to pull a timing card and we'll see what happens? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay. If um, So, what we'll do is if it's a... It's a what? If it's a major arcana card, we'll go by the astrological symbols. Okay. And if it's a minor arcana, we'll go by that season. Because to me, wands are summer, pentacles are fall, swords are winter, and what's the last one? Cups. Ah. Cups, thank you. Cups is spring. So (laughs) I was like, wait, there's one missing. What's the one? So we'll do it that way. Okay, that sounds good. Okay. I just wanted a precursor for everybody just so I'm not pulling cards. People are like, where the fuck is she pulling this timing from her butt from? (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? I just pulled the tower again. Why? Maybe this deck needs a little bit of a rest. I'm going to grab another one. Okay. For timing, I pulled the seven of wands. So, but in seven also being a summer month, maybe July. That seems reasonable based on that layout of. Yeah. Thinking. Thinking. Because typically if it was, if it was anything that was like, it was like two of wands, uh, February Mm -hmm. is not a summer month, but since seven is seven of. Well, if you were the two of wands, you would say summer and then two months from now, which is the summer, right? Or that's how I would do it. Yeah, something like that. So, which would still be like late late June, (laughs) early July. Yeah, July. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, definitely. I think July is a good goal of when to kind of start cultivating the baby thinking. Sorry, that was a parent closing the door. That's fine. <laughs> Your parents are spying on you already, Holly? They're nope, they're all heading to yoga. Oh. It's quarter to six. Just let the record show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. Oh, I, I know. Like yoga. Such a good idea. Okay, so then kind of next pregnancy vibes. How that's going to feel. Okay. So next pregnancy, queen of pentacles, wheel of fortune and three of cups. So I think that it, you may experience the same thing. I feel like the wheel of fortune is kind of telling me that it'll be like another cycle of that. But Mm -hmm. if you can keep your eye on the prize of like the three of cups and how much you love being a mom and how much you love having a baby with you, like a tiny baby um, and focusing on like, keeping the queen of pentacles self at the forefront of it, like just remaining calm, remaining confident, remaining like strong sort of nesting and focusing on the things that you can be doing that are more queenly, like about the people around you, like how you can keep sort of like creating a comfortable space for yourself 
and your family, even if you start going through that cycle of having it be pretty garbage, you'll still be like focused on the end game, focused on the now rather than like focused on like the cycle continuing of feeling really sick. I concur with that reading. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> as as a person who has experienced the wheel, the wheel of fortune stalking her constantly, it, I, I feel similarly. So. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, even you know, even if it is a, to- a total turnaround, the thing that's worrying you right now is just the anxiety about everything. Yeah. And so thinking about like, okay, at least I know what the worst case scenario is so that if my body starts going through that cycle again, I already am prepared. <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. Got the yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Here for the three of cups. Want more of that three of cups. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Do you, we want to do uh, steps you can take in the intermediate time to prepare yourself? Yeah, maybe or just to give some preparing self. Yeah, preparing self, or maybe like what to think about during that time, like stuff she can hold on to. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Let's do preparing yourself just so that we can have like a next step, which we yeah, like ending on. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I so I switched to the mid-centurion tarot because I think that ethereal visions may need a little rest day. Yeah. And I gave this deck to my dad. I bought it a really long time ago, but gave it to oh, my yeah, dad yeah, because yeah. it kind of reminded me of him. And it's so beautiful. Uh-huh. And Aww, it shuffles so like a dream. Aww. And Super I cute. think I might steal it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he wouldn't probably be surprised. I mean, you are his daughter, so. Yeah, exactly. Because for a while you had that one at work, I thought, or you've done it at work a couple of times. I have. It's the same creator, but it's the um, Madame Clara sees all. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the same creator though. So good call, nice brain. Thank you. Yeah, nice stalking of Holly's Dex brain. <laughs> I like it because my brain doesn't retain it as well as yours does. <laughs> That's why we have a spreadsheet now. <laughs> I know, and I still haven't put anything in the spreadsheet because I know what my decks are. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this is interesting. I got okay. the Hanged Man and the King of Cups. Oh. So I feel I, like that's kind yeah. of saying... Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying I got the Ten of Pentacles, the Moon, and Eight of Pentacles. So it definitely, I think, a journey. Yeah, a journey, and I feel like relying more heavily on your partner would be a good idea, and kind of removing the sort of purview of needing to be the one who's kind of, like, taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might be a good idea. Like the hanged man, like, you know, sort of take yourself out of it a little bit and yeah. let the king of cups step in. Changing your perspective that you need to do all of everything. Yeah. And Especially allowing if you're doing help with a little kid. Allowing yeah, it, like exactly. with already having a child. And like my, I have 10 of pentacles, the moon and the eight of pentacles. So it's definitely going to be some work, especially two pentacles here. Of course, homework, like not actually like homework, but like work <laughs> in the house hold, yeah. but that this journey is going, it's going to be just a, a different journey. Like in the moon time, just like uncertainty and things like just like, but just like the wheel of fortune indicate, it's just going to be a, a separate cycle again of what you you're just repeating, but it's still, it's going to be a journey within too so awesome well good luck yes good luck and also send us baby pictures because four months old four month olds are freaking hilarious they're really cute (laughs) our second question is from uh shrike seams on instagram and they say you've mentioned shadow work a few times what exactly does that mean and how do you do it so i think this is a really good question because i think that shadow work is generally a frequently cited thing um, that I don't think anyone really, really specifies 
very consistently. Yeah. Well, specifies without wanting to get money from you. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the key. <laughs> I think that's the key is like typically there'll be shadow work. It'll be a class uh, that you could sign classes up Classes and stuff that you can take up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what I was, what I, my understanding of it was always just like reaching down deep and pulling out the parts about yourself that you don't like the most or that you have the most shame about to work those out through tarot. So like for me, it's always been kind of an experience where even without intending to shadow work happens because the cards come up and we always joke about being roasted by our tarot cards. But I think that that is part of shadow work is there's like something that comes up over and over and over again, like any stalker card where then you're having to like really confront your biases for or against that concept, like the wheel of fortune or temperance for me. Like it's just when something comes up over and over again, I feel like that is the beginning of shadow work. Yeah. I I always feel like there's like an, invitation from the cards like yeah. hey this is a problem area and many times like it'll indicate that this is a problem but there's the roots not there so you kind of have to dig deeper for the root that's why i think a lot of people shadow work is like the moniker for it because it's a lot deeper than what you initially realize yeah and also i guess if you're doing mostly readings in which you're like pulling for a card of the day or whatever then uh, anything that's like going to really really make you reflective would be more shadow worky because a card of the day is a little bit like, I mean, it's such a good way to practice, but it's not a super great way of like digging deeply into yourself. Right. Right. And like many tarot, like many tarot spreads, if, if you're just using it as sort of like a divinatory, because we use it more as developmental, but if yeah. you're using it more of like, how's my day going to go? How's my week going to go? What yeah, about the situation? Yeah, yeah. And not being really introspective, you're not really doing shadow work. You're just kind of using it as like, Typically, like, but it, there's been, it's been a trend since, like, the 80s, I want to say, to, like, this Jungian sort of way to use tarot to dive deeper yeah. into your subconscious stuff. Well, and for him, the shadow self is just the subconscious. So, like, it's, like, more of the id and other, like, psychological terms. Like, we're some sort of experts. I've read, like, three <laughs> articles about this, but... <laughs> I minored in psychology, so I vaguely am aware of stuff. So uh, I sometimes academic advise for psychology majors. So basically, same. We are experts in this field. I took a psych one class once. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's like, I mean, we do a lot of developmental stuff with higher education, but it's not the same theorist. So I'm not like a total pro in it. But um, there, yeah, I just think that like, if the subconscious is the shadow self, then really any tarot reading could be shadow work depending on what gets brought up. And if you're willing yeah. to let it, like if you, I know that we've done this, we did it last week when we pulled the tower, we're like, this can't be what this means. Like, I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just that the cards are whatever. And yeah, you just did it now too. Like, like, oh, yeah. this deck just doesn't want to work with me right now. And sometimes that is the case, but sometimes it really is saying like, like me getting those cards earlier is like, okay, I need to spend some time on myself today. Like it isn't, yeah. this deck isn't going to work for the podcast, but I guess like this is telling me that I need some introspection. And so even that could be shadow work, but you've done, you've, you've read um, more stuff about it because of the incredible Benabel Wen, right? Yes. I've done a couple of shadow worky things because of my past kind of like trying to delve into stuff and get all the gunk kind of stuff out and be more self-actualized. Is that a thing? Yeah, no, that's exactly It makes right. me sound totally smart. Um, but <laughs> The two people have like free resources for shadow work because I've researched a bunch and some of them will say, oh, here's a shadow work workbook. If you sign up for a newsletter, it's really not 
there's really not any meat to it. It's just surfacey stuff. And I'm not about yeah. surfacey stuff. Yeah. So two resources. Benabel Wen has a shadow work book, like a PDF that you can download for free. And it's like thick. It's probably like 95 pages because anything Whoa. she does is so real. It's so well researched and like very, yeah. and it's very dense. So you won't get it through the whole thing in probably like a week or two because I only take a few of the questions or a section of it at a time. And you're just kind of like emotionally spent because yeah. you're putting so much energy and reflection to it. Yeah, totally. It isn't like an easy thing to be doing. Yeah, exactly. So I'll put links to these in the show notes, but Kelly Ann Maddox also has like a PDF of more like going back to your childhood sort of stuff. Um, oh, Benabel Wen is more like shadow work. She delves in childhood, but also different things. Kelly Ann Maddox is more of like talking to your child self and then also kind of leading from that point forward. So I'll link to both of those books and like those pages in the show notes as a free resource that's available. Yeah, because they're really good stop off points and journaling is of course kind of necessary. And so they're both really good resources. And I've yeah, and I think Kelly and Maddox also has videos about shadow work as well because I know she gives readings for shadow working sort of things. Yeah. So yeah, so she's they're both Benabel Wen and Kelly and Maddox are really great resources for shadow work if you're wanting to kind of go more deep into yeah that's really awesome so yeah and i do think that people generally use it as shorthand for like tarot that deals with trauma you know like when they're talking about shadow work the it's not just subconscious stuff i think that like culturally the way that people talk about it is more about like self-reflection about trauma like healing through tarot Mm -hmm. basically yeah 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 because the idea behind that is that if you shed light on the shadows then they won't hurt so bad (laughs) exactly yeah and just like with me especially when you start getting into like childhood stuff and how people you're raised and things it sheds a lot of light onto things that you even about yourself aren't aware of and that's kind of what's how we read tarot for ourselves at least holly and i yeah but also that kind of helps bring a different, different perspective if if you're starting out on this it kind of just helps you be able to form the questions that you don't know how to ask. Yeah. And I think that was a big part of shadow work is kind of discovering like, oh, this is how I should ask this question and find this answer. So yeah, that's really just totally. a cool stuff that's going on. And it's really so. helpful. I think that there are also a lot of like courses and stuff you can find through different readers about healing trauma through tarot. And I think that that's a lot of over, there's a lot of overlap. So if you oh, feel definitely. like there's something that you need to heal and you want to use tarot for it, I think starting with, Kellyanne Maddox or Benabel Wen's stuff would probably be your best bet because that's a yeah. free resource. And then if you're feeling like you're not quite getting there on your own and you want somebody else to help you, then there are tons of really awesome readers who can, you can like basically buy a reading from to do similar things. Yeah. Awesome. So that's shadow work like 101 or pre. Yeah, exactly. Work. <laughs> and I think that like, don't get super intimidated by it. It doesn't, I feel like people sort of feel like, oh, if I'm doing shadow work, then I need to like, you know, really have all of my candles lit and the right incense for shadow work and be wearing the right outfit for shadow work and have the right (laughs) tablecloth for shadow work because it's like going to be heavy and dark. And so I need to make it more meaningful, but like you can do shadow work anywhere. If you're delving into that content, you don't need it to be like a certain time or a certain setup or whatever. Yeah, you just need to be, it's just something like anything you need to commit to because once you kind of open those doors, you have to like 
safely close them so you're emotionally okay <laughs> yeah that's true because if you just bring all of it up to the surface well, and, then uh, and then you're like it. hey you're done you're right exactly it's, <laughs> it's like i've done it in sweats before at work you know so yeah. it's it's not something that you need to treat as like extra like like holy and blah, yeah blah, blah. it's it's just it's just shadow work and you're answering questions and you're finding out more about yourself and and honestly, what more like what a better resource better to do it in a place and a situation where you feel really comfortable and safe than in a place where you feel extra mystical because yes. you are go- i mean it will bring up stuff it does lead to tears it does lead yeah. like just what you were saying like you need to be able to not just bring it up to the surface but also get through it And so doing it in bed or doing it like, you know, somewhere with your dog sitting on your lap or whatever, like that's best. (laughs) Finding a comfortable place and doing it. It's just just the main key is you doing it. Like if you decide to do on that journey, you just do it. So, and it's really nice because then if you have certain things that super trigger you, it can like lessen that because it's not still in the shadows. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Just both of the resources that have great questions and you yeah. can f- form questions from there. It's just both are both great. So, But I, right I also really like this question because I do think that when people use it super vaguely, you should ask them like, <laughs> well, what do you mean by shadow yeah. work? Because a yeah. lot of the times people are just saying it because it's a really cool term. It sounds, it sounds cool. cool. Yeah. So yeah. if somebody is like trying to talk you into something like, oh, shadow work this, shadow work that, saying like, uh, like are we on the same page about what you mean by that is actually really right. helpful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm super mystical by using the word shadow. Yeah. And we're like definitely not definitive experts. And so people could be seeing it super differently than how we see it too. So just like, I think it's that clarity in terms thing. Like since there is no like, you know, national tarot organization that like tells us (laughs) what everything means, there's no like glossary of terms we can go to. It's just about like (laughs) making sure that all of us are on the same page if we're talking about the same stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Because with some people, shadow work means talking to a specific like person for them to lead you through shadow work. And for us, shadow work is you getting the tools yourself and you being able to use tarot to kind of walk through that. Yeah. And I've also seen stuff where it's like, oh yeah, Halloween is a really good time for shadow work because the thin is so the veil is so thin but the only reason that, that the veil being thin, to do with yeah the, that's like a different kind of shadows and also like <laughs> the veil being thin helping with shadow work makes sense if you feel that your that your guides or whatever are ancestors yeah. maybe maybe but even then shadow doesn't mean sh- the same shadow yeah it's like, not just like oh it's a dark time of year and thus this is a good time yeah for shadow work yeah shadow there's work nothing really spooky about shadow work i will say there's nothing there's nothing spooky about it yeah, at all. At all. it's more <laughs> yeah so don't be afraid of it it's exactly. for your betterment <laughs> exactly all right do you want to do some patreon shout outs Yes, let's do it. Yay. Yes. So I posted about this on Instagram, but my deck came oh, right after we yes. recorded uh, last week's episode. And I love it so much. Yay. It is so cool. I think that it looks incredible. We have a couple of tweaks that need to be made. Um, but you can go to our Wildly Tarot podcast Instagram or to my Holly Enchanted Instagram and see kind of a little bit of a further explanation about what it looks like. I brought it to a little meetup with two of our listeners and it was really fun to kind of like look through it with them Aww, and stuff. So I'm super excited that's that so that's going to be something that our Patreon supporters who support at a certain level will be getting too. I can't wait to see people use it, but every supporter at every level gets a Patreon shout out. And yeah. do we want to start with Joe? Yes. Go ahead. Start with Joe. Joe is one of our original wildlings. I think she was like the fourth person to join the face of the group. <laughs> I fi- Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, so Joe, we love you so much. And your card is the Four of Wands. Ooh. Wes, your card is the Devil. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and then last, Maya, your card is Justice. Awesome. All right, so if I you want that. us to give you a shout out on the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and see what other cool goodies we have up lately and you know know. it's It's so exciting exciting. (laughs) it's so exciting we don't want to bore you but we're freaking thrilled (laughs) i know like every week new stuff new stuff yeah exactly (laughs) all right so now it's time for our deck of the week which is the golden thread tarot by tina gong aka labyrinthos academy and i am so excited to talk about this Yay! It's about time. It's about time. It really is. I'm so glad that you liked it when you were at my house and that you bought it and then eventually Korean mail got it to your house. (laughs) I know, Korean mail. Because I do think that this is kind of one, like, we... I downloaded the app as my first tarot app. Like, it was the first one suggested to me by the app store. Um, It's a great app. She just kind of did a whole new one. She did a whole renovation. Yeah, that's insane. It's so good. It's called Labyrinthos Academy, the new app, or it was an existing app, but she kind of redid the whole thing so that you can choose which of her decks you want to include. And it's just a really, really great app. Spectacular. And the whole idea behind Labyrinthos Academy is that it's like tarot school. And Tina Gong is so incredibly generous because all of it is free. Like, yeah, all of her apps are just totally free. And so she's like an incredibly prolific creator because she's created... How many she's doing a golden thread Lenormand deck. She and then she has the seventh sphere tarot and Lenormand golden thread, the tarot mm-hmm. deck, uh, the one with the holographic, the backs. white one. Yeah. yeah. Which the the light keepers workers, mm, maybe something, something, something like that. Sorry, Tina. We <laughs> <Yeah>. love you. <laughs> but that's like, she's created like five decks, but then also all of these really awesome apps and this really awesome content to teach you how to read. Yeah. Tarot. And like in a really approachable way. I love it. Yeah, totally. It's like super approachable. She does little quizzes. Like it's really, I think a really, really helpful resource. And so I started with the app and then bought the deck, which is kind of how it happened for her too. She created the app and then it led to a physical deck, which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea behind all of her decks is that for all of them, there's no little white book. There's no booklet that comes with it. The expectation mm-hmm. is that you're using it with the app, which I really love. And like when yeah. I was first reading for other people at like parties or whatever, I would always have the app open on my phone. And it was it's so subtle to like quickly check yeah. the app when you're reading for somebody else, when you're just starting out and you want the practice of like trusting yourself, but you also want to just be able to double check an app. Yeah. is like such especially her apps because they have such good like dictionary structure Oh, yes, yes, yes. So good. <laughs> so, yeah. And they're very low-key and, like, aesthetically, they're gorgeous. Okay, we have to get on to what yeah. Tina Gong says about herself. Yeah, we'll, we yeah, we'll get on to you. what Tina Gong says about herself, and then we'll go through everything else. But okay. it's interesting because she is, like, a little bit, I mean, kind of a mysterious figure to me. Like, I tried to find so much stuff about sort of her inspiration and all of this stuff, but she's very private. And then I was looking at her Instagram <laughs> Because I was like, oh, maybe she's done like a meet me sort of Instagram thing. Um, But no, she says her actual bio says awkward human and nerdy recluse. I make tarot decks and free tarot acts. No DMs. (laughs) 
She's one of us, Holly. She's one I of know. us. Like awkward human and nerdy recluse. Relatable. Um, but <laughs> she's done a lot of interviews where people talk about the coding part of it because it's really cool that she's this woman who's creating these really, really, really dynamic uh, apps about mm-hmm. tarot. And she was kind of doing, like, the Fool's Dog was creating the tarot apps, but those are a little bit less, like, educationally structured. Yeah, and they're not interactive at all, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And they're a little bit hard to navigate, to be honest, even though I like yeah, them. I always am like, yeah. I, how do I get to the, like, definition of the, this The menus are always the same, and, yeah, yeah there's really, it's exactly. not aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. It's just basic. Exactly. Yeah. And so... She, like, it is a really, so that's usually what people talk to her about is just the app stuff rather than the inspiration stuff. But on, but she says about her own deck, though originally started as an illustration project to help me create closer connections to each card, the project quickly evolved into a physical deck as well as a companion app. The design of the deck was inspired by the concept of the knight and the archetype of a single string that connects all things with all things within the universe, uh, threading images in a murky unknown. And, and so, it's so beautiful. I She's know. a beautiful geek. I and love I her. And I didn't even realize that that was like part of it. I didn't. It, I didn't yeah. think about the, the golden line thread. Thing. Even though that's the name, Holly. That's the golden thread is the name. Oh my god, girl. We are <laughs> I so dense. Never considered that. <laughs> we're idiots, Holly. <laughs> no, we're beautiful geniuses with a lot on our mind, like whether or not we need to pick up Game of Thrones. <laughs> But oh yeah, so I guess now we can go into the parameters because we don't have a ton of background information about her. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, download the app. You might as well. It's free. She's not trying to sell you anything, literally. Like, yeah. She offers there's no ads on to it buy the deck through the app, but there's no like, yeah, yeah there's no paywall. It's never like, if yeah. you click on this, now you have to pay $5. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, and basically the app will enroll you as a student and you can get quizzes every day and like keywords for certain decks. So what are the general impressions that are in the vibe of the deck? It, my general impressions is that it's even better in person than you think it'll be. Yes. Because I, I liked that. the app a lot and I thought that there would still be the blue foil on it because in the app, some of the cards have the blue foil in person. It doesn't. But I remember thinking like, oh my God, I really love this app. I wonder what it's like in person. And then when I got it in person, I opened the box, which is like a sturdy two piece box. So like, yeah, my favorite kind, not a tuck box, not one of the giant Llewellyn boxes. And when I realized that the cards were made of plastic, like recycled plastic, I was like, are you kidding me? This is the weirdest, (laughs) coolest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very modern deck. Yeah. It feels super, super modern. So modern. I love the plastic. Yeah. The plastic is really cool. And then what you were saying about like the faces being so cartoony, but it not really bugging you. I think that that's right. Because the actual texture of the card is so interesting that you're focused on the like sensory experience instead of on exactly. the faces specifically. Yeah. Because I am not a cartoon. I have issues with faces. I have issues with no faces as in like aliens, <laughs> like from the, the modern spellcasters tarot, like the high priestess is like a no face. I can't do that. That's just too <laughs> that much. That scares me. <laughs> That's terrifying. And then we go to like car- really cartoony faces and that's just too much for me on the other end. So yeah. this is like a 
Like this is almost cartoony, but then when but in the app it seems more cartoony than it does in person. Yeah. So like, and I it's has I think like you said it has to do with like the card texture itself, but also in person with the way that the gold embellishment kind of flickers in the light. It's there's no like yeah. one focal point on the card. Yeah. Like in many cards with when you have like art and there's shading involved, you focus on like certain things. And this set there's really there's just gold inlay basically. Yeah. And so there's really no one place to focus. And thinking about that, it's like you would expect it to feel so one-dimensional, but it feels so multi-dimensional because of how shiny. Yeah. The gold shiny. is. Yeah, so it's shiny. just like so shiny. <laughs> so shiny. <laughs> Maybe that's why we love it. Yeah, I know. That's why we love it. What kind of readings have you used this for? I usually like to use it for myself because there are some cards that I kind of freeze up on with it for some reason. I'm not sure. And off the top of my head, I can't really think of what they are. But some of them I'm just like, what? What's happening? Yeah. Um, so I tend to read for myself. I think that it is uh, really good for me for talking about past stuff for some reason. Oh. I think maybe just because of the, like, kind of deepness of the color of the card. Like I said, it feels like a whole sensory experience. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's been, that's worked really well for me. What about you? What kinds, I mean, I know you just got it, but. I've only had it for, like, a week. But I've used it a couple of times for like daily readings because that's what I use the app for. Oh, yeah. It's like my daily. So this kind of like helped replace that daily reading app stuff. And it was interesting because yesterday my husband and I, we went to Seoul to get, uh, this is a whole story. So you all get into Seoul yesterday? Oh, yes. oh my God. To, because <laughs> I was so busy, but now I remember reading. Yeah, about yeah, no, it's fine. No. The home for Hongshi, right? Yes, we're supposed to get a home for our lizard that was free. And on the way up there, I drew the Page of Pentacles, which meant we were going to spend more money than we intended to. <laughs> then uh, I got the Hanged Man, which I was like, okay, Hanged Man, okay. And then I got the Three of Swords. I was like, oh no, we're going to fight in oh, the car. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. No, but what happened was we hit a lot of traffic. Hello, Hanged Man. A lot of yeah. traffic. And Seriously. then the Three of Swords, the cage ended up not fitting into our car. So we basically went to Seoul and back eight hour drive for no reason uh, at all. So yes. that was a Three of Swords. So it was just a disappointment. But it was just really like good daily reading. Like, yeah, I, that's it, totally it doesn't, true. It doesn't toss any bullshit at you. It doesn't really comfort it. Just like, hey, this is what's going on. Boom, boom, boom. And you're done. Yeah. So that's so, so. Oh my God. What a day. I know. I was so tired last night. I'm but yeah. Sure. So Jesus yeah. Christ. So that, but, I really like this deck a lot and the, the the plasticky. I just want to shuffle it all the fucking time. It's like... I know. And it's so weird because I wouldn't think that, like, I would be so drawn to a plastic deck. Like, I'm not... I generally like to avoid plastic as much as possible. But for some reason in the tarot deck, I just really, really like it. And I also feel like... I mean, I know they say it's, like, water resistant. But I just feel like you could take this anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Definitely. Like, take, if, if you got super comfortable with it, taking it to a bar would even make sense. Because if you put it on a... Yeah counter that's sticky or whatever you just wipe it up <laughs> wipe it off yeah exactly i will say that it does have get like finger oil impressions pretty easily so yeah. just watch out don't eat any fried chicken and do these tarot cards at the same time because then they'll be like super shiny for different reasons than the gold the yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's so funny to think about <laughs> now for the most exciting part of the show yes what are your favorite cards holly tell me so i have five i thought i had four but they're thin cards because they're made of plastic oh. and it turns out i have five and i can't decide which oh. one i don't want to include yeah five so, is fine so fine. we're doing five. i have seven so <laughs> oh nice. you are yeah so if you wanted to grab like two more you're free to do so <laughs> it's fine 
I'm comfortable with five. Um, okay. I'm just taking a picture of that really quickly. Okay, so um, where should we start? I'm going to start with the majors, and then I'll go to the, my two favorite minors. So I okay. love The Magician. It's a woman wearing a wrap dress, which I just think is a really nice oh, interpretation. Yes. so cute. Um, I like having women um, as the magician. But I, I don't know. I just really like it. I think that her face is like very calm. She looks super powerful and strong. And I just think that it's neat. Um, I also like the lovers mostly because of the little penis. Yes. That's the reason I like the lovers too. Cause he had like the smallest penis in the world in the it's, card. It's, I mean, it's, it's proportional for his body, but it's just hilarious yeah, because it's it is like, really funny. Cause she, it's adorable. Yeah. She didn't want to make them like Ken doll, like, but she still wanted <laughs> like, the nudity. And so she had to make like a weird little one dimensional penis. It lo- these so actually funny. look like drawings my kids do in class. Like there's one boy who every week, like literally draws a penis on the back of his paper. So every week I get one of these on the back of his paper. Because he feels like he needs hilarious. to tell me. But I do, I've noticed that a lot of the ones that I like the most are ones that have a lot of the lines. Like there's a oh, lot of yeah. gold on these. I'm really drawn to those ones. So, uh, but I really like this because instead of it being like the angel, it's like a snake. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of positive visualizations of snakes because the two of cups, which isn't one of my favorites, also has snakes. Yes, yes. I like um, that too. But I just think that the lovers is really darling. And then I also <laughs> love the hermit because I love all of that gold. Oh yeah. Like I love the idea of the hermit being surrounded by the thread that connects the universe. Yeah. Like he's such a cute little hermit. It's so cute. A little bitty hermit. Yeah. A little tiny hermit. (laughs) Um, and then the six of cups I really like because it doesn't have kids on it. Oh yeah. 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 It's got bunnies. The bunnies. And that makes me feel more nostalgic. Like honestly having the children on it makes me feel less nostalgic than just like two happy bunnies. bunnies. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. Totally. (laughs) And then I love, love, love the 10 of cups because I like the bringing back of the fish. Like the ace of cups has the the fish. Ace of cups. Yeah. And then the 10 of cups also has the fish, but it's like more established. And I think that that's a really neat interpretation. I like that. Yeah. So those are my five Mm. favorites. But anyway, I could have chosen a lot more because I really, really do like almost every single card. Yeah. I don't think there's a card that I actually dislike in this deck. Yeah. That I've been like, even like the Hierophant, I'm not like, uh, you know, like I don't like coil to him. So it's fine. (laughs) I don't love the hanged man. He's hanging from an actual cross, but everything else. I Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I get that. So my favorite cards is we've well established the lovers because of the male penis. Which is adorable. It's really, really cute. Um, what do I want to go with next? I'll go with adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. I'll go with the eight of wands because I it's like I like all of the nature that's around the wands itself. Yeah, like I the think sun that's cool. and the bird stuff. I like that. And the eight of wands is not typically like a card that people think about. They just like no, hey, here's eight sticks. Definitely not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've done my job. Um, I do, of course, as usual, I love the three of cups. Is anyone surprised? Not really at all. I think it's so cute. And I love all like the flowers, even though it's like a cups, she still has like those flowers that are kind of used in the pentacles. versions. I like the kind of mimicking and then the moon because I like the koi fish. Like yeah. I like all the little like Chinese touches to them, like the and the like, moon good luck itself. And the moon is so really cool. pretty. Yeah, yeah. And then so let's see what I want to go with next. I'll go with the high priestess because she's pretty, and there's nothing biblical about her. There's no B and J, or maybe there is. Is that a B and J right there? No, I don't think so. No, it's just an it's just two eyeballs. I see. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's so great. Like, 
Yeah, it's like two little eyeballs on each side. Yeah, she Hello, does a lot intuition. of usage of eyeballs in places. Yeah. Like, I noticed that throughout it. There's a lot of eyeballs, <laughs> which is cool. Yes. And I think the high priestess, her entire dress is made out of eyeballs. So I really like that. <laughs> and then the empress. I love how she used, like, the Chinese royalty garb for yeah. the empress. I adore that. And she's not visibly the- pregnant, which is cool. Yes, that is always really i think a good thing like we, we're not against pregnancies in this thing but it's really nice when there's not a pregnancy that's what i say every month okay and then <laughs> oh god you cracked me up so hard that was so unexpected <laughs> i was just i was just like that's what she said okay and then <laughs> and then my i think my favorite card in the whole deck is the ace of pentacles because it's so ornate and beautiful it's so pretty the f- I flowers, love flowers and the pentagram that's in the middle there i just love yeah. it so much that's gorgeous it's, just, it's beautiful i do like it so those are my favorites yeah All i yeah i just am a big fan and i wish that more because i think tina's decks are the only ones that i know of that are plastic i mean i know you can I order know. them from like other like from the um the card games playing Make playing card manufacturer in hong kong there yeah. you go. i was like what is what is it it's called there 400 <laughs> words in one like time um i know that they make plastic cards as an option but i've not really ever seen any other decks except for like maybe the um the one the illusion kind of ones that have yeah like so the... that's we had a listener who emailed us about the um transparent tarot that's also plastic so thank you donna for sending us a message about it there's a tarot it's called transparent tarot and there's also a transparent oracle and the transparent oracle is round which is cool oh yeah that's pretty cool so and i'm gonna doubles look as a coaster up. if it's plastic <laughs> yeah can you have tarot tarot coasters in your household it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> for your for a really great party there <clears throat> oracle decks excuse me <laughs> okay fine but yeah i do fine. think that it's, i think it's cool i just think it's kind of a neat concept yeah and like, i think that the thing that you're... i like about it the most in addition to it shuffling like an absolute dream is that the yes. deck isn't huge but it feels physically heavy which is cool yes yes i do like that Yes, definitely. So we're going to now pull a card that represents our relationship with the deck. Yes. So you can hear. And I'm going to shuffle this for 20 hours because that's all I've wanted to ever do with my entire life is just shuffle this deck over and over and over. <laughs> I know. this was, So I have to say that when you came to my house, this was the first deck that you reached for when I was like, do you want to go look at my decks? Yeah, <laughs> because you had, like, well, cause you had been like raving about it. I'm like, okay, these cartoon faces are not my thing, but I want to yeah. feel the plastic. That was a thing because yeah. you always just said, oh, the plastic makes a huge difference. So it really does. Um, but yeah, it just shuffles so well. It's just so great. But I pulled the three of wands for my relationship with the deck. So I guess I should start pulling it out more to do like future planning. Yeah. And have more confidence in how you read with it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that this might've been one of the first indie decks that I ever bought. So since I've gotten so many since then, it just is like an old standard, but I don't, bring it out as yeah. often as i should yeah i got the emperor from our relationship which kind of is indicative yeah. of what like i went through with it yesterday it's just very straightforward no yeah. bullshit yeah. yeah just like I powerful like and clear yeah. <laughs> knows what he wants out of life which i don't so thank you for guiding me <laughs> on this future journey 
And next week, we're going to be reviewing another book. And this one is by Michelle T. Modern Tarot, Connecting with Your Higher Self Through the Wisdom of the Tarot. Yes. And so this is going to be a little bit of a departure because we're going back to nonfiction. And this is also like kind of an instructional book. And so we'll do a review of it uh and see how we like it people i mean the cover is really cool it's gorgeous (laughs) it really is i mean that's like the reason i downloaded it was like ooh, these are like my colors yeah exactly all right so that's our show thank you so much for listening and if you want to support us you can find us on patreon.com slash wildly tarot (laughs) podcast or just tell friends about us we're cool with that too We appreciate listeners in all forms. Exactly. If you have a tarot question or a life question that we help through tarot, email us at wileyterrapodcast at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at wileyterrapodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using uh, or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also feel free to follow each of us on Instagram. I am at Celestial Esther and Holly is at Holly Enchanted. Go forth and tarot wildly this week. Yay! Do it, do it, do it. We love you. (laughs) You have a great week. (laughs) 